Scene 12. Setting. In the Praetorium. The Palace of Pilate. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 to 14. Matthew chapter 27, verses 11 to 14. The Sanhedrin brought me, the Messiah, the Lamb of God, the Saviour and Redeemer of the whole world, to be accused before the ruthless governor of the Roman people, Pontius Pilate. Standing here alone, I was silently praying and thinking of you. To truly walk with God is to walk alone. One must follow his or her own convictions. A person who follows me closely will often find themselves ridiculed by others, questioned by those who say they know me, but really don't, persecuted by those who hate me, and repressed by those who are simply doing a job. To walk with God is to tread a long, lonely, narrow path leading to eternal life, a path which often no one understands. No one, except for me. I am the narrow path. I am the narrow path this morning, the day of the cross, the day of my sacrifice, the sacrifice of the narrow way, as narrow as my heart which is broken for you, as narrow as my side pierced for you, pouring out blood and water, as narrow as the nails in my hands and in my feet, as narrow as the scarlet thread of redemption prophesied in the curse of the Garden of Eden, that the seed of a woman would bruise the serpent's head. Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 I am as narrow as a vein of prophecy, the one name being the fulfillment of the 328 prophecies in the Tanakh concerning the coming anointed one, the Messiah, the Messiah. I am as narrow as a vein of blood of a suffering servant Messiah who bears the sin of his chosen ones, his people Israel, and the Israel of God. I am as narrow as a Messiah who is cut off, makes himself a ransom for many, of whom Isaiah had prophesied, the one who would be undesired and rejected by his own people, and the one who would come again and reign as King of Kings, Lord of Lords. I am as narrow as the seed of Abraham, who through his son Isaac, all families of the earth are blessed, not through the plurality of his descendants, but through one, me. I am as narrow as the righteous Messiah coming from the tribe of Judah. The path is narrow, as narrow as the one standing now before Pilate, as the crowds begin to stare and to stir. The chief priests and scribes peer through the gates outside the fence, so as not to defile their garments. Meanwhile, their mouths spew violence and death. Caiaphas, the high priest, had said, it is good if one man died for the people. Somewhere, in his religiously corrupted mind, he thought he spoke with logic, but his words were one of murder, to kill someone in order to keep his own gain. He was not thinking of the people. If he was, he would have thought of the thousands of people I had healed, loved, fed, touched, restored, and brought back to life. He would have revisited the prophecies of the Messiah 
to see if my coming was in line with Scripture. He may have even sought solitude, entered into a chamber alone with his God, and asked his Father in heaven if I, Yeshua, was the prophesied Messiah. No, he did none of these things. He had not taken the lonely path or the narrow way. Instead, he argued loudly with Pilate. This morning of the narrow way, surrounded by his tight group of priests, Caiaphas spouted off like a loud-mouthed fool. Pilate came out, faced the crowd, and addressed a Sanhedrin standing outside the gate to his palace. What charges are you bringing against this man? The leaders of the temple answered. We have found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar. I remembered when these same leaders had cornered me among the people one day as they attempted to trap me into saying something against the Roman government. Tell us what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? I had perceived the question was bait, set up to frame me. So I answered, Why put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me a Roman coin. They brought me a coin of Tiberius. I stated, Whose image is embedded in the coin? Emperor Tiberius, Denarius of the Roman Empire, they answered. Then I said to them, Give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and give to God the things that are God's. Even now, they brought up the tribute money incident in order to continue their accusations, repeating their words in mocking repetition like parrots, squawking sarcastically outside the gate. This Jesus claims to be Christ, a king. I noticed Pilate would not look at me directly. So often that is how it is with people. They talk about me in the third person. They speak among themselves about me while I am standing in the midst of them. I stand here now in the midst of them, just as I stand here now in the midst of you, as you are reading the word or studying about me, conversing or arguing about me, to discuss the attributes of your Messiah. When will he come? Who is he? What he will be like? How will you recognize him when he comes? Will he bring law, justice, and order to the world? You can discuss and argue points of the word all day and all night long until you are blue in the face. You continually talk of me as if I am not listening, as if I am not in your midst, and yet here I am in the midst of you. Here I am, Jesus, your Messiah the Son of God, the Savior of the whole world. You study the Scriptures to find me, yet you don't come to me to know me. You talk of me, yet you fail to listen. Just as my father said to Job, Who are you who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Job chapter 38 verse 2 Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding, who determined its measurements? Surely you know? Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst forth 
and issued from the womb, when I made the clouds its garments, and thick darkness its swaddling band, when I fixed my limit for it, and set bars and doors, when I said, This far you may come, but no farther, and here your proud waves must stop. Have you commanded the morning since your days began, and caused the dawn to know its place, that it might take hold of the ends of the earth, and the wicked be shaken out of it? It takes on form like clay under a seal, and stands out like a garment. From the wicked their light is withheld, and the upraised arm is broken. Have you entered the springs of the sea, or have you walked in search of the depths? Have the gates of death been revealed to you, or have you seen the doors of the shadow of death? Have you comprehended the breadth of the earth? Tell me, if you know all this, where is the way to the dwelling of light and darkness? Where is its place, that you may take it to its territory, that you may know the paths to its home? Do you know it? because you were born then, or because the number of your days is great? Have you entered the treasury of snow, or have you seen the treasury of hail, which I have reserved for the time of trouble, for the day of battle and war? By what way is light diffused, or the east wind scattered over the earth? Who has divided a channel for the overflowing water, or a path for the thunderbolt, to cause it to rain on a land, where there is no one, a wilderness in which there is no man, to satisfy the desolate waste, and cause to spring forth the growth of tender grass. Has the rain a father? Or who has begotten the drops of dew? And from whose womb comes the ice? And the frost of heaven who gives it birth? The waters harden like stone, and the surface of the deep is frozen. Can you bind the cluster of the Pleiades, or lose the belt of Orion? Can you bring out the Matzeroth in its season? Or can you guide the great bear with its cubs? Do you know the ordinances of the heavens? Can you set their dominion over the earth? Can you lift up your voice to the clouds, that an abundance of water may cover you? Can you send out lightnings, that they may go and say to you, Here we are! Who has put wisdom in the mind? Or who has given understanding to the heart? Who can number the clouds by wisdom? Or who can pour out the bottles of heaven when the dust hardens and clumps and the clods cling together? Can you tie the Pleiades or loosen the bonds that hold Orion? Can you guide the stars season by season? Job chapter 38 Woe to you, teachers! Greater will be the condemnation if you teach my sheep out of ignorance and pride. Seek me while I may be found. No longer will anyone need to teach his fellow community member or his brother. You will know me, Adonai, from the least to the greatest. For the new covenant I will make with the house of Israel. I will put my Torah, my word, within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 11 Pilate now asks the priests, What charges do you bring against this man? 
If he were not a criminal, we would not have handed him over to you. The teachers answered adamantly. Pilate answered, Take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. But we do not have the legal power to put anyone to death, the priests answered. They knew that after the ascension of Capunius, the Sanhedrin had lost their ability to try and condemn capital cases. Under the yoke of the Romans, this was a normal policy toward all nations. But the province of Judea had been spared from this policy up to this point. When Israel lost this right, this signified the removal of the scepter, the tribal staff or national identity of the tribe of Judah. Jacob, in blessing his sons, prophesied to Judah, The scepter will not depart from you, Judah, nor a lawgiver from beneath your feet until Shiloh comes, and the obedience of the nations will be his. Genesis chapter 49 verse 10. Ancient rabbis believed that Shiloh referred to the Messiah. The scepter had departed from the nation of Israel because I was now among them. I held the scepter of authority. Here I was, Shiloh, standing before them. The Messiah had come, is come, and will come again. Here I was, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the one holding the scepter, with the authority over life and death. Here I was, standing in the middle of their two-dimensional conversation, being the multi-dimensional God who actually holds the whole universe as well as capital punishment in his hands. Are you the king of the Jews? Pilate insisted, wishing he could find any reason to vacate this trial. Yes, it is as you say, I answered. In fact, for this reason I was sent into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is on the side of truth hears my voice. What is truth? Pilate asked. Pilate knew deep in his heart that he did not really want to know the truth. The truth might be too much for him to shoulder and accept. He might have to leave his position in the Roman government, his livelihood and his reputation. Don't you know? Pilate pressed me. I have the power to take your life or give you back your life. You have no power, except what has been given to you from above. I answered. John chapter 19, verses 10 to 11. The chief priests and scribes now yelled at me venomously. They sounded like a pit of snakes with slithery tongues hissing relentlessly. We fear that he will lead the people in a revolution against the Roman government. I gave no answer to them. Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? Pilate questioned me. Pilate did not tolerate revolt against the government of any kind. He would stamp out a spark of rebellion immediately if he felt it posed a threat to Rome. Any normal prisoner would not have hesitated to deny this accusation if it were not true. To his astonishment, I continued to give no reply to a single charge. Pilate retorted again to the leaders of the temple. You brought me this man as one who was inciting the people to rebellion. I have examined him in your presence, and have found no basis for a charge against this man. In the three religious trials, I had been found guilty. In this first trial before the Roman government, Pilate did not see any grounds on which to charge me. 
Pilate was desperately trying to find a way to declare me innocent, and thereby release me. But the Jewish leader shouted, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. This is how it is with people, isn't it? God, incarnate, could be standing before them. But instead of worshipping him, instead of allowing him to rock their world, they would rather rock his, throw stones at him, and call him names just as the chief scribes and elders were doing. Many people would like the path to heaven to be wide, but the path to eternal life is narrow. As narrow as my body, as narrow as an execution's take no more than six inches wide, as narrow as a broken heart pouring out water mixed with blood. Yes, I was thinking of you as they wickedly cast their insults on me, as I am thinking of you now. When those who insult me hurl insults at you, accusing you of being a narrow-minded fool if you follow me, remember, the way is as narrow as I am. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. John chapter 14 verse 6 I and my Father are one. John chapter 10 verse 30 Are you the Son of God? The scribes and Pharisees asked me. Yes, it is as you say, I answered. I am he, I had answered in the garden. The way is narrow, as narrow as each obedient step on the streets to Golgotha, as narrow as one choice, a choice between life and death, heaven and hell. Who do you say I am? Reject me or receive me. I am standing in your midst. I am standing alone. I am knocking on the door of your heart, waiting for your answer. Pilate and the Sanhedrin thought they had put me on trial. Pilate thought the outcome would be decided by him, but I was not on trial. They were on trial, just as you are on trial. I am defending and dying for you as I wait for your answer. The one narrow choice you must make. Who do you say that I am? Pilate was surprised when his wife motioned for him from the side of the platform. It must be important if she is interrupting the trial, he thought. He paused to hear what she had to say. She gazed intently at him, with her face white as a ghost, as she spoke to him softly in a hoarse whisper. Have nothing to do with this man. I suffered much in a dream last night because of him.